So Uber Eats wants to know if I would be willing to sign up for their order and pay. Is there something wrong with me if I'm actually considering it? Well, hello, Courier Nation. Welcome to the Deliver on Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. Each week, we talk about how to make the most of your business as an independent contractor, as a courier delivering for gig economy apps like Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, Uber Eats, and so many others. Well, hey, Courier Nation. Welcome back again. You now I got the email this week. Uh, Uber Eats is asking, do you want to sign up for order and pay? Well, of course I don't. Okay. You know what? I'll surprise you a little bit. I'm actually considering it. Uh, me, the guy who's normally you know, avoids his order and pay orders like the plague. Why would I even think of it? I mean, if it's optional, why not opt out, right? Now, I'll give Uber Eats credit here. They give you the option. You can opt in. With everybody else, you don't have that option. I mean, you, you can turn down the offers, but you can't opt out of getting the offer. So that's one area where I would give Uber Eats credit. And I would think that I would be smart to just opt out, right? I guess I plead insanity. Maybe it's me taking one for the team. You know, I want to I want to try a few deliveries so that I can be better informed, so I can tell you a little better whether or not it's a good option or not. Maybe I just lost my ever-loving mind. I don't know. Maybe there might be a few such deliveries that could be good. So either way, you know, to me, I thought and that just brings up maybe a good thing to talk about is just to talk about this whole order and pay thing, because now with Uber Eats introducing it, it's kind of like everybody's doing it. All four of the major platforms are doing it. Does it make sense to take those orders? You know, who's who's better at it? Is there anybody that is good at it? Who isn't so good at it? And there are some that are really bad at it. You know what I mean? What is order and pay? Why does it matter? Because you may not be familiar with that. You know, I mean, there. I think there are some markets in Grubhub that still haven't introduced it yet or just starting to do it. There are, uh, you know, a lot of places, of course, Uber Eats has never done it. So if you've worked with them, you've never had to do order and pay before. So I can't just assume everybody knows what that is. So basically what it is, is it is a type of delivery where you go in as the courier and you place the order at the restaurant. They give you a debit card that you use to pay for it. And they just basically what they do is they just load the money onto that card right at that moment so that you can pay for it. And then then you wait for the food and then you deliver it. Personally, I'm not a fan. In most cases with order and pay, they do it because the company is not partnered with the platform. You know, the restaurant hasn't been partnered with the platform. What they're doing is they're just sending you in there to place the order as if you're somebody else, but they've got no agreement with that restaurant. They haven't agreed. The restaurant hasn't agreed to work with DoorDash or Grubhub or Postmates or whoever. Now, there's some exceptions to that, like Wendy's. Wendy's does order and pay with DoorDash, but they've got an agreement where they actually advertise doing deliveries with DoorDash. So, you know, and that brings up this question of how do the restaurants feel about this if they're just asking us to go in and place this order? And uh, how do the restaurants feel? Well, that's that's the million-dollar question, or maybe it's the million-dollar lawsuit question. I'll put a link of one place at least or one article of somebody that, uh, you know, they're suing Grubhub because they're using their trademarks, they're selling their food, they're profiting off of this restaurant without the restaurant's permission. And I think there's a lot of places that are starting to do that. And with Grubhub starting to do order and pay now, they've just ventured into it. It's kind of bringing up that whole topic all over again in a lot of places. 
I'm also finding a number of restaurants that are actually okay with it. They kind of like it. You know, they can have their food delivered, but it doesn't cost them extra, and they're cool with that. Now, some restaurant owners, they're very, very protective of their brand, and I don't blame them. You know, and, and some, they pay a lot more attention to brand. They pay more, a lot more attention to the customer experience, and they're very particular about that. They want the presentation to be right. They want everything to be just perfect for the customer. And they don't like doing third-party delivery because that's a piece of the process that they cannot control. And especially with some of the drivers you get for, for the, some of these places, you know, they're, they're, they've, they're very particular about presentation. And then it could be just any kind of shaggy old guy or girl that shows up. And so a lot of them are upset because sometimes it's a matter that there are just certain foods on their menus that they want to have on delivery, that if they're going to do delivery, it should only be these particular foods. But when uh, Grubhub just throws up this whole menu and people can choose it, and now all of a sudden these foods are being delivered that probably should not be delivered. They don't travel well. They don't keep well. And now the customers are unhappy, and the customers are blaming the restaurant, even though the restaurant wanted nothing to do with delivery. You know, they're not happy about it. And you know what? It's their right to not be happy about it. It's their right to say, no, we do not want these companies doing delivery for us. They own the restaurant. They own the logos. They own the trademarks. The branding is important to them, and they have every right to be upset about those things. Yeah, the funny thing is, is I laugh at some of the people in forums who get upset at these restaurants. They get mad because the restaurants don't want to take the order. It's not the restaurant's problem here, folks. It is Grubhub's problem. But somehow they feel like when they walk in there, the restaurants still owe them, that the restaurant is still obligated to take that order. Why? Because Grubhub sent them over to place an order without the restaurant's permission to do this whole delivery thing, and yet the restaurant's still obligated to take that order? Guys, you gotta get a clue, you know? Sometimes drivers can be really, really just obtuse, okay? So anyway, I titled this The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. I'm not sure that was the best title for it. It's because there's good, there's bad, and there's ugly, but... I don't know. You know what? There's not that much good, really, and there's a lot of ugly. But if you had to fit one into it, probably into the good, I would say DoorDash. Grubhub and Postmates, I kind of see them as in this fierce battle for the ugly. and But you had to settle on one for the bad, right? Maybe that's why it wasn't as great a title that I could have used. So let's talk about each of them. DoorDash with the red card orders. I called them the good, but there just is no good. Not, not with order and pay. I, there just really isn't. But Maybe they're the least bad. Now, the red card orders, they have these red debit cards that you use, and that's where the name comes from. Now, sometimes with DoorDash, it's just a matter of it's placing the order in, and then you pay for it and everything like that. Sometimes you just use the card to pay for it. The order's already been placed. Now, I found them maybe less bad or at least less ugly than the other two, and maybe it's because they've done this for a while. They've been able to figure it out, and... Uh, you know, lately though, I'm finding that the red card order is really rare, especially the ones that you got to place the order. I have not seen that many orders. Maybe it's just my market and they have been better at my market at getting more people to come onto the platform or whatever. And, uh, or maybe it's just, you know, the, the one thing I have noticed is I've heard a lot of people that have said, well, somebody from DoorDash did call in and place the order. And so I think that they have done better at things like that, where they, I give them credit there for that in that they're the ones placing the order and getting that taken care of, even if they've got to call it in rather than making us place the order, you know? 
And then you get into Grubhub and their order and pay. They're the newcomers, you know, the new guys on the block when it comes to order and pay. And they're the bad. You know what? Let's just call it the less ugly. They're not quite as ugly as Postmates. But, you know, the rollout for order and pay for them has not been a pretty thing. They only recently started this practice. And uh, I'm not even sure it's really spread out completely across the country. I think this is really a desperation move for Grubhub because their market share has just been in this free fall. And they're they're scrambling to figure out a way to add more sources that they can get sales. And so order and pay fits into this. It's funny, though, because I've seen Matt Maloney and I've seen people from Grubhub criticizing DoorDash and Postmates for the practice. But now here they are. And I think they're grasping at straws to add business. But the other thing that I've seen that's been really interesting is I've had a lot of order and pay orders on restaurants now that they used to be on the platform. And I kind of think that's an intentional thing where, you know, the restaurants figured out that, hey, we have to pay a 20 or 30% commission when we're on the platform. But if we quit the platform, well, Grubhub's going to do deliveries anyway. So now we don't have to pay extra. Uh, We don't have to pay out of our things. We get full price and our food still gets delivered. A genius, you know. Grubhub, though, has, I think, had a lot of issues with the order and pay and rolling it out. And I think it's just because they don't know what they're doing, you know. It looks like I think it's been a shotgun approach. And and it's like, we're just going to add everybody on that we can add on whether or not. And, you know, we're going to find whatever menu we can find and we'll just put it on there. And, you know, the thing I really dislike about doing order and pay with Grubhub is they're the ones that are really like, oh, don't tell anybody that this is for Grubhub. They actually put that in the instructions. Don't tell the restaurant this is for Grubhub. That's garbage. You know, the whole stealth about it is they know that these restaurants might not be happy. They're doing it anyway. And it's just, there, there's just something about the feel of that, that I don't like it. I am not going to, I've just decided myself, I'm not going to do that. I'm not playing that game. But you know, what's hilarious about that is don't tell the restaurant, but how are you going to pay for it? You're going to pay for it with a debit card. It's got a big fat Grubhub logo across the card. Did you guys think about this at all? Or here's the other thing. Here's the other thing is when they do this whole stealth thing, but at the same time, when customers call in, you know what they tell customers to do when they're calling? If you're asking about the status of the order, please call the restaurant. Guys, did you think that through? I'd like to hear that conversation. You know, the customer says, hi, hey, I'm calling to find out about my order. What's taking so long? Well, um, yeah, what's your name? Uh, John Doe. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't have an order for John Doe. Are you sure you called that in? Oh, I placed that through Grubhub. Uh, we don't work with Grubhub. And kind of both of them are, you know, like, what the hell's going on here? You know, there's just a few things that Grubhub didn't think through. And we get to Postmates, which is the ugly. And maybe this is just my opinion of Postmates that just kind of pushed them to the bottom anyway. Now, to be fair, if anybody has had time to figure it out, it's Postmates because I think they kind of invented the whole thing. You know, it's it's uh, when they got started, it was really more about placing orders and things like that. And they didn't, I don't believe they even had partnered restaurants to begin with. I might be wrong about that. You know, somebody that's been doing Postmates for a long time, you could tell me if I'm wrong. But Postmates has got issues. They've got some major issues, I think. Their support, when you're doing order and pay, the lack of support is a huge issue. And, you know, if there's a problem with the order, if if there's stuff you need to figure out, you're kind of screwed as a driver, you know, because good luck getting through, getting luck, good luck finding anything to help out. A lot of times you just run into a situation where the restaurant doesn't want to do anything. There's, there's nothing you can do with it. And 
the other, the, the big one for me is they don't tell you that it's order and pay when they offer you the delivery. They just, they don't tell you. You have no way of knowing unless you've already received orders for that restaurant before and you paid attention, you know? That's critical information. This is part of this whole boundary with independent contractors that especially when Postmates has been very aggressive about canceling contracts or deactivating drivers for canceling orders, but they don't give you the information you need to make a decision, things like that. That's that's a problem too. And I think the other side of things, you know, it's also about cancellation, but it's the orders that Postmates cancels or the customers cancel, whichever They've got a much higher cancellation rate. And when that happens, when you're placing an order and things like that, it's just, you know, it's a problem. Because now, what do you tell the restaurant? I've had this happen before where I'm placing the order and everything like that. We're about done. And all of a sudden, you know, you you get the little uh, Pac-Man sound and it's like, uh, oh, okay, this order has been canceled. Never mind. Yeah, like that puts you in a great spot, right? And it's just like this picture, this big picture with Postmates, and that's why I don't even touch them right now because it's like there is such a huge lack of respect for drivers and and especially for our, our rights as uh, contractors and things like that, that I just don't even touch them. And that's the thing that, at least in my mind, it puts them in Uglyville. So now Uber Eats is going to join the fray. And that one actually surprised me a little bit. You know, you could kind of see it coming with Grubhub because they're in this free fall where there's a desperation move, but... I really didn't expect to see Uber Eats dive into this, but here they are. And how's this going to work with them? Is it is it going to be worthwhile? Will deliveries work all right? Now, if you've been kind of reading up on what I'm talking about, I've been actually surprised lately at how well I've been able to do on Uber Eats deliveries lately. So maybe it could be. I don't know. But you know what? If they do the shotgun thing that Grubhub did in adding people, they're going to run into problems. And maybe the problems will be even worse just because... You know, Uber Eats support is harder to get anything from than uh, Grubhub. But there's a couple of things that Uber Eats has over Grubhub. They're more likely to give you a little bit of compensation if you spent time on the order and it doesn't go through. And and Uber Eats also pays for actual wait time, not just the estimated time that DoorDash and Grubhub tell you that they're figuring into the delivery fee. You know, the actual wait time figures into it. And I've noticed that to be the case even under the new pay model, that if you've got to wait a while, you still end up getting paid more than what they estimated. So those are some good things there. Maybe another good thing, at least something that allows me to give it a try, is that they're offering an incentive that in the email they got, they said, hey, we're going to give you a $30 bonus if you complete 10 deliveries within the first two weeks. So that's, you know, $3 a delivery. That's that's not bad. It's probably not enough for the wait time that you've got to do, but uh on some deliveries it is enough and uh but it's something that at least kind of makes it less of a hit in taking some of these deliveries. So it gives me maybe a chance to try and do this. Now, about a year year and a half ago, um DoorDash started doing their deliveries to Walmart. And they offered a $100 bonus for completing 10 deliveries within I think it was a couple weeks or whatever. Now, at the time, you know, they were paying some pretty attractive amounts on the deliveries. They were doing, this was back before they changed their pay model, and they were still doing, you know, usually it was like 6 or $7 was the most you ever saw on an offer. And then the Walmart offers were showing up $12, dollars $15. $15. And then they're doing this $100 bonus for 10 on top of it. So, okay, I'll give it a try. And uh, it helped me figure out what a time waste Walmart deliveries are. 
and uh, how terrible they are for uh, profitability. And I will tell you to this day, I know exactly how many Walmart deliveries I've done for DoorDash. I've done 10. And there's a good chance that maybe uh, when I get done with this whole experiment with Uber Eats, I'll know exactly how many uh, order and pay that I've done with Uber Eats. 10, you know. I see some real potential issues for Uber Eats. And the biggest one, and this is why I'm, I'm a little nervous and maybe a lot nervous. And it's this whole thing of not knowing or having access to customer information until after you've marked that you've got the order. Well, there's a problem with that because when you do order and pay, there's a lot of times you need some clarification. What if, what if the restaurant is out of something? What if there's something that, uh, you know, uh, they need to know how it's supposed to be cooked. Uh, they need to know, you know, what particular drink you're on there because these companies don't always provide that kind of detail, you know. How do you contact the customer if they don't give you that access? And so right now, you know, unless they change something, the only alternative is going to be that I can see is you got to contact support and then support has to contact the restaurant. Well, have you ever tried to do that with Uber Eats? Um yeah, we're talking, you know, time suck is the word of the day right now. I think the other issue with Uber Eats is going to make it at least interesting is, is this whole thing that you don't know the tip amount. Now, that's true with Postmates that you don't know the tip amount. And in fact, you don't know the whole the delivery amount or anything there. And there have been times that place order and pay has worked okay for them. So sometimes it's more like, you know, at, at this point, you're kind of rolling the dice a little bit because you don't know the tip amount. If it is from a little higher priced restaurant, you know that the tip is usually going to be a little bit better. But there's kind of an interesting conundrum with that because usually when it's a higher priced restaurant, it's also a place that you're probably going to have a lot longer wait time. And when you have a long wait time and it there is no tip, it's kind of a bigger hit because, you know, if, if I've got like a little $5 order and then there's no tip or something like that, or a $3 order, there's no tip, and but I got it done in five or 10 minutes, okay, that's real easy to recover from. But if it's something that took 45 minutes and then they didn't tip, that's a little harder to recover from. But that's just, that's just part of that whole thing, trying to figure out whether or not an order makes sense. Now, here's kind of roughly how I approach order and pay. This is kind of my maybe my philosophy. For the most part, it's a fast no. It's just not going to happen especially when things are really busy. That's just a hard no. It's a straight pass. I am not taking it because order and pay is too big of a wild card. You don't know how long it will take. You don't even know if it will go through, if you'll be able to complete that delivery. And when things are really busy, when, when there's some good momentum, it's a momentum killer. So I won't do it. Um, there are other times maybe when it's just kind of a moderate or whatever though, you know, sometimes you get one that comes across that's intriguing. And that's where I really recommend people take a look at, you know, use the 40 cent rule. Go check out episode nine on the podcast. I'll put a link also in the show notes. But you ask this question, is it going to pay 40 cents a minute or more? And actually with order and pay, I usually bump that up to 50 cents a minute. The reason I bump it up because there's too many times that you spin your wheels on an order, that there's an issue with it. The restaurant doesn't want to take the order there's a problem with the menu, whatever, and you end up not having a delivery. And so you're wasting time. So, you know, what you got to do is you got to kind of compensate on that a little bit, get more on the other order and pay orders. And then those few times that it doesn't go through, you're covered, you know? So that's why I do 50 cents a minute. But in a nutshell, the idea is on, we'll call it for this time, you know, the 50 cent rule is you calculate how long that 
order is going to take. I know you can't tell for sure, but you try and get a real good idea. How long is it going to take? What's your drive time? What's your wait time going to be? And then you multiply those minutes by 50 cents. And then you just ask, is the delivery likely going to pay that much? With Uber Eats now and with Postmates, it's kind of more like, will it pay that much more often than not? Because now you kind of plan the averages a little bit. Now, calculating the time, that can be tough with order and pay because there, there are so many more things you got to figure into place. You know, do you have to wait longer before you can even place the order? Um, we used to get a lot of uh, DoorDash would throw out these steak shack um, orders and there was always a long line there. And it's like, no, no, I'm not waiting 20 minutes to place an order and then waiting another half hour. And so how long is the food going to take to prepare? You know, so is it a fast food? Is it a pizza place? It's going to be 45 minutes. You know, all of those things. You just got to take a look at all these different issues and try and figure out how much time is it going to take? Is it worthwhile? The other thing you got to keep in mind with the uh, order and pay is you're just going to have a lot of issues with the orders. It just happens. There's a lot of red flags with this whole order when you arrive type thing. The restaurant could be out of an item. The menu could have changed. I mean, I've been in some places where the uh, menu is absolutely completely different than what Grubhub had or whatever. So now what do you do, you know? Do you, you got to call the customer? Do you got to call support? And now you could be looking at a lot more time just trying to figure out what's supposed to be on that menu. So that can be a real problem. I'm going to bring up another one. This one maybe I think maybe the biggest problem with order and pay. It seems like a small one, but it's, you know, here's this question about filling the drinks. You know, you, you have a lot of restaurants where they want you to fill the drinks and that's a whole different area of controversy for drivers anyway, that, you know, uh, Grubhub and Uber Eats and everybody will tell you, you're not supposed to fill the drinks, right? Well, now what happens when you go in and you're acting like the customer and the restaurant has all of their customers fill the drink and, oh, you know what? They're telling you to lie to the customer. They're telling you to pretend that you're the customer. But now the restaurant wants you to fill the drinks, even though we're not supposed to fill the drinks. You know, what do you do there? And 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 it even comes down to kind of a legal issue. It could even come down to a liability issue because we don't have a food handler's permit and the health department can come down on us. Uh, the customer could come down on you if there's any kind of transmission of any kind of issues. You know what I mean? There's, there's a sanitation. There, there's all sorts of issues around filling the drinks. But when we're doing order and pay, there's not a place where you can actually tell the restaurant that they're supposed to do it because, you know what, the restaurant doesn't have an arrangement with the delivery company. The restaurant doesn't have any kind of agreement that says they're going to fill those drinks in that area. And they're not treating it as a delivery like you and I are when we're doing that. So that can be an issue. That could be a huge issue, I think. And and maybe even a bigger issue now with all the, you know, the, the concerns about coronavirus and stuff. So I just don't think any of these companies has figured that particular issue out. There's a few things you can do to kind of reduce the time involved. And one of them is you could place the order ahead of time. You could even place the order online if you need to do that. You can call in the order. Now, to be honest, I rarely do this, and, and there's a reason for that. It's, you know, it's always, it's all about keep moving for me, you know? Well, the problem is, is when you're placing the order, either you got to log in on your on your phone and do that, or if you call in and you got to be looking at your phone, well, you can't do that and drive. You can't do that safely. 
And, and so you got to pull over to do that. So now you're taking time away from getting to the restaurant by doing that. And then you do that. And then, oh, guess what? The restaurant doesn't answer because they're busy, you know, or, you know, heck, I mean, Grubhub even took away the call button on a lot of restaurants on these orders and pays lately. So now you got to go look it up and then you got to call them and you got to do, it's just, it's extra time. And by the time you do all that and you place the order and everything like that, you know, you could have arrived. And at least for me, because I'm not taking order and pay that are more than a few minutes. I'm not taking any orders that are more than a few minutes away. But it's just, and and then when you get into issues with the order, you need some interpretation as far as, okay, what does this mean? What do they need? Things like that, where it's just easier to handle it in person, in my experience. So most of the time, I'm not doing that first step. One thing I will do at times, if I know that there's going to be a long wait, you know, I place the order. I ask for an ETA. How long do they think it would take? You know, if it's five or 10 minutes, usually I'm waiting. And when I've decided whether or not I'm taking this, I'm okay with it even if I do wait. But if this is one of those places, it's 45 minutes. Okay, I'm firing up I'm firing up Uber Eats or DoorDash or any of the other apps. And I'm picking up another short delivery somewhere. It's got to be quick. It's got to be close to where I'm at. It's got to be dropping off close to where I'm at. Because if I take that order, I've got to do it very confident that I'll be able to be finished and back at the restaurant by the time the food is ready. Because if I'm taking that order, usually that means because this customer is tipped well enough. And when a tip customer is tipped pretty well, I don't want to make them wait longer so that I can go get this two or $3 order, you know, but in that situation, even if I get like a little $3 order, Normally, I'm not going to take that order, but if I can get that done in 15 or 20 minutes and be back in time for the food to be ready, you know, that's $3 that I wouldn't have had otherwise, and I haven't lost any time. And it's short enough that I didn't really lo- you know, lose anything as far as cost to do it either. So that's one thing you can do sometimes to mitigate that wait time. Now, real quickly, I want to just go over, this is what I do with order and pay. This is how I treat it. The first thing I do when I arrive at the restaurant is... It's what I don't do, and I don't mark arrived, because there are just too many chances of there being an issue that uh, if I need to get out of doing that order, then I can cancel then. Once you've marked arrived, it's harder to cancel out of an order, right? The second thing I do, and this is something I'm going to have a lot of people argue with me on that, I right away, I, I walk in with my bag and everything like that, and right away, I tell them, hey, this is for a Grubhub delivery. Are you okay with that? Before I go any further, because if it's an issue, then I know and I'm out of there and I'm able to cut my losses without having wasted a lot of time. Now, people will argue with me. They'll say that's stupid to do because you're going to be cheating yourself because too many times then they'll say no. And if you hadn't said anything, you would have been able to finish the order. Well, the problem with that is, yeah, sometimes they'll never know. Other times you'll get partway through it and then you pull out the card with the big old Grubhub logo. Oh, wait. Yeah, we don't do Grubhub. Now you've wasted a little bit more time, you know. And, uh, the other side of it is, it's just an integrity thing. It's my own integrity, but it's also, I think it's just a matter of respecting the restaurant. I'm sorry. I am not playing your games where I'm going to lie to the company or, you know, I'm not going to lie to the restaurant and pretend that I'm the customer or any of that stuff. It's just, that's just not who I am. It's not how I feel comfortable doing. And, and I'm sorry, Grubhub, if you don't like me being honest with the restaurant, well, just don't send me any more order and pay offers. I'm not going to be heartbroken if that's the case, you know? Now, 
if there's an issue where the order can't be delivered, that's where it can be a little tricky. What do you do then? You know, the restaurant doesn't want to take it. There's a big issue with the menu and then the customer doesn't want to do it. What do you do at that point? Generally, you know, what I do is I thank the restaurant or apologize to them that, okay, we won't do anything and let them get on with their work and I'm out of there. First thing I do is I get myself into a place where I can get another order from somebody else. You know, I will log on with one of the other platforms, a couple of the other platforms, try and grab an order from them. Because the problem is that trying to get out of this order now when the restaurant doesn't want to take it or anything like that, that can be time consuming and that will keep you from being able to get an order. And I'm not willing to waste the time. You know, I'm I'm not willing to sit still trying to get this resolved. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to make some money with somebody else. I'm not going to cancel out right away because that's out of respect for the driver that would come afterwards because then some other driver is going to come in and try and place the same order. I don't want to put somebody else in that same position. Now, that shouldn't be my place to even bother with that. That's that's the problem that Grubhub, you know, should be concerned about. But out of respect for that other driver, I'm going to make a best effort to contact support because I want that handled properly. I want support to know, hey, the restaurant doesn't want to do anything. And that way support just cancels the order instead of sending it to some other poor schlep. But at the same time, I'm not waiting forever on the phone. I'm not dealing with somebody in support being stubborn. Not like that ever happens. You know what? If there's if there's an issue and, and I'm having trouble getting through at that point, I'm done with it. I'm canceling the order and moving on. And that's why I don't mark arrived to begin with. But in the end, you know what? You got to ask this question. Is it even worth bothering with? And like I said, there's a lot of times where order and pay is just an automatic reject. And every once in a while, though, I find an order that actually is worth it. Sometimes you just got to make that decision. Maybe that, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm just never doing them. And, and I totally get that and I understand that. Uh, my acceptance rate on those orders is probably never going to be above single digits or anything like that. But there are times that the orders that I do take, the profit per hour is good enough that, okay, I'm okay with that. And sometimes that order is even a very small order. I'll take that $5 Wendy's order where I can zip through the drive-thru right away. There's no line or anything like that. I can get that order to the customer in 10 minutes and I'm still making my, you know, $24 to $30 an hour and everything like that. But I think my biggest problem with order and pay has more to do with the principle. This whole pretending that you're the customer, uh, it's garbage. You know what? Asking us to lie to the to the restaurants and all that stuff, and I'm just not going to play that game. You know what? I'm, I'm going to do this where, all right, I'll take that order. I'm going to be honest, though, with the restaurant. And you know what? I want to be honest with myself. I just want to be able to do that with integrity. And if I can do that, and still get a few decent orders every once in a while that might be better than what I would have had otherwise. Okay, I'm okay with that. But I think in the end, it's kind of a matter of just doing some self-examination and thinking about, you know what, is it going to take more time? You got to put a little more thought into how much time it's going to take. You got to decide what you feel comfortable with and put a little more thought into it. And then just that question, is it worth it? That, my friend, is up to you. Courier Nation, thank you again for listening through this, for being a part of all of this. And uh, I want to ask you this question, and that is, is the information that you're getting from the website, from the podcast, from anything that we're putting out, is that useful to you? If it is, could you do me a favor and spread the word? 
let people know, help people find us. Because if we can find, if, if more people can find us, that means more people that we can help to take control of their delivery business. And that's the thing I want to ask you to do is to take control. Take control of what you're doing. You deliver for these companies. You are the boss. Take control of that and be the boss. 